A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hey everybody, you're listening to Main Menu for the 2nd of December 2016. This is your co-host Jason Castingway speaking. We have a lot going on in this week's show. Janine starts out as she has recently acquired the buzz clip. She'll be talking about it, and she even went buzzing around with it and tells us the good and the bad about that. Next, Randy Rusnak will talk about how he uses the Echo Dot portably. Then Janine returns and tells us about an iOS app called Identify with an I at the end instead of a Y. After that, Randy returns and shows us a skill for the Echo called Translator. To wrap it up, Janine returns and shows us the transcription ability of an app for iOS called Just Press Record. All right, here we go. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi everyone, it's Janine Stanley and I am here to talk about a product that many of us uh, actually purchased through the Kickstarter campaign for it and have been eagerly awaiting. And last week... In the mail, I received my buzz clip. Yes, we heard a lot about the buzz clip from Immersive Technologies, and it is finally an actual product. I have right here in my hand a little buzz clip, and let me describe it to you. It is about the size of a 9-volt battery, and it probably weighs about the same as a 9-volt battery, maybe a little bigger and definitely a little thicker than a 9-volt. So I'm going to hold it in my hand, and this is sort of the opposite of what it would be if it was on your body. So we'll just flip everything around when you think about it clipped to your clothing. This is designed to clip to your clothing. And when I'm holding it in my palm, I have the spring clip facing my fingertips and the bottom of the unit facing the heel of my hand. So it does have a spring clip. It's a pretty robust spring clip, so it takes a little bit to pull it apart. And that's good because you definitely want it as close to your body as you can get the, um, the sensor that vibrates, actually, the part that vibrates. So on the upper part of the unit facing the ceiling right now, the business end of the unit, is a circle. And this circle is the, the guts of the unit. This is the sensor. This is what looks out in front of you to find things. In the very center of this circle is another small circle and some mesh. And the mesh is slightly convex. So it's a little bit of, they call it a cone. I would call it more of a little, it kind of sticks up just a tad. You can barely feel it. But the mesh is where the sensor is. So you definitely want to be very careful with that mesh. You don't want to get too much water in it because that will, you know, if it's raining, you may want to, you know, uh, either turn this off or do something else with it or just be very careful and, and cognizant of that mesh. The large circle has an indent on either side with a button. The button on the left side 
as the unit is facing you, the right side as you're wearing it, turns the unit on. The button on the right side, as it's facing you, left side as you're wearing it, changes the mode or the how far out the unit looks. When you turn it on, it's automatically set to the two meter mode, which is about seven feet. And you can set it for indoor use to the one meter mode, which is about three and a half feet. So behind the spring clip is the actual battery and processing parts of the machine. Now this device is black, I believe, and it has beveled edges. It really feels like an Apple device. It's kind of, um, <laughs> my husband said it looks kind of weird, but um, I actually think it looks pretty cool. It feels really cool. I have to say it's a brushed metal. Uh, it's got the beveled edges. And on the battery part of this unit, as it's facing the sky, you'll feel a beveled edge. And right below that beveled edge, you will feel, again, another edge that is not beveled. And on the right side of the device is a port for the USB charger. Now, this does come with a USB charger. And so you'll have that. And there's the port for it there on the right side. On the bottom part of the unit, down near the heel of my hand, there's another little slit. I'm not exactly sure what that's for, but it is down there, so be aware of it. Okay, now we are turning the device over in my hand so that we have the cone-shaped meshes facing my palm and the other part of it is facing the sky. And the back of this device has a couple different little structures on it. Up by the spring clip, there is a sideways rectangle. So it's a rectangle the long way. And it's about the size of a, a USB port, you know, except it's solid. It's a solid rectangle that sticks out. And this is the vibrating unit. This is what actually vibrates against your body. And it's designed so that it's actually going to make the most contact with your body that is possible. Right below that is a little cylindrical um, structure. I'm not sure what that is or what that does. And then below that is a round circle about the size of a dime. And again, I, I'm not exactly sure what that particular piece does, although it probably indicates where the battery is um, if you take the unit. If you were to take the unit apart, if you were, uh, you know, so inclined, I personally wouldn't do that. Obviously, you know, this whole piece on the back, a bit of it looks like it comes off to replace the battery. That looks like it's something that you as a consumer wouldn't be doing. Now, I haven't read all of the documentation on this. The documentation, the user guide is fairly simple with this device. I mean, it vibrates. It is very similar to, say, a mini guide, but it's got a few cooler features, which we will demonstrate. Now, I'm going to go ahead and turn this on. I'm going to hold it up near the microphone. Hopefully, you will be able to hear the turn me turning it on. And you'll hear that buzzing. Now I'm going to turn it to the one meter mode by just pressing, and the way that you turn it on is you press and hold in the button. Okay, one buzz means it's on one meter. Now I'm going to, let's see how I can get this to make a noise. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it off. We get one big long noise when it turns off. And 
reason I'm turning it off is I want to save batteries and it'll just keep beeping because it's very close to things. But what this device does is vibrate, buzz, 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 and those buzzes will get closer together the closer you are to an object. Then there will be three short buzzes, da, 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 and that means that you are within arm's reach or 50 centimeters of an object. And I can tell you that works really well. I have been walking around with this thing and you have to learn to pay attention to the haptic. There is a bit of a learning curve here, you know, for you to react to that haptic, but it seems to work really well in terms of, you know, giving you the ability to reach out and touch something or tell how close you are to a person, etc. The really cool feature about this is the sleep mode. And this is just, I cannot wait to try this I'm waiting in line. I can see some difficulties with it, but the device will buzz. If you're in front of someone, buzz, 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 buzz for five to seven seconds. If they don't move from in front of you, then the device goes to sleep and you feel nothing. But the instant they move, 10 centimeters or more, the device will start buzzing again. So you can tell that they have moved away from you and you can either move up in the line or say, hey, where are you going? <laughs> Which is a great one because I'm sure many of us have talked to air. You know, we're talking and talking and the person has just walked away and we have no idea. I won't say my husband does that, but <laughs> you'll see later on in our demo. Now, that's the upside of the device. The downside of the device is getting it hooked to your clothing. You want to wear fairly tight-fitting clothing. If you're going to hook it to a collar, you want it to be like a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or a sweater that is reasonably tight-fitting. I mean, not like skin tight, super tight, but when I first tried this out in the wilds, as it were, I had it hooked on a sweatshirt with a kind of a really loose baggy collar. And it was hard to keep the device next to my body um, and keep it in contact with my skin. I mean, you can kind of hear it and kind of feel it, but it certainly does work better if it's close to your body. It does not do well through clothing, really thin clothing, maybe like a t-shirt, um, but if you have anything more than that, it really does have a hard time. You, you can't feel it. So that's difficult. You also want to make sure that any jackets, your hair, anything like that is not um, impeding the little sensor. So when you put it on, kind of move around all the ways that you would move around to make sure that this is not you know, being impeded by anything. Also, if you put your jacket over it, of course, you're blocking the sensor or the little eye on it. So think of it that way. That mesh part in the front needs to always be open and able to see in front of you. That is probably its weakest point is attaching it to things. I have tried, and I will try again, attaching it to um, my my waistband of my pants um, just to see how it works there. My use case for this was the, the sleep feature, which I think is eminently cool, but then also I was interested in the device uh, from a dog training point of view because how many of you who are guide dog users have been walking along and there is something in front of you like an obstacle, you know, uh, branches or something and your dog runs you into it uh, I'm trying to avoid that, but I'm also using it 
uh, affixed to my left arm. And I had to play around with this a little bit. I, I ended up with it on my shoulder to detect things like cars to make sure that the dog is going around the car because sometimes you can hear those and sometimes you can't. In my neighborhood, we don't have sidewalks and we have a lot of mailboxes that stick out into the roadway. And so being able to detect those before you eat them with your, with your shoulder or in some cases your cheek because I'm short and some of these mailboxes are up kind of high and uh, ouch, yeah. <laughs> so I really wanted it for that purpose and for that purpose it does really well once you figure out how to affix it to your body in the place where it's going to cover the most area. I found when I put it on my collar it covered me from about oh let's say just below my rib cage to my forehead that was the coverage area they say it's more than that I think it really depends on which mode you're in and, and how fast you're walking now this particular device I have tried it at my regular walking speed and slowly it obviously works much better initially slowly once you learn the vibrations and you learn to react to the haptics it goes a lot quicker so I think some people were disappointed in the device it is a learning curve I say work with it for a while because initially you're going to think this doesn't really help me but keep working with it and keep repositioning it on your body I think that's the big key to actually having this device work as advertised I have to say that the the sleep mode or what I'm calling the online mode um, is actually really really interesting and once you learn how that works and learn the vibration patterns and learn um exactly how close in terms of you know reality you are to things it can really be interesting in a crowd I like I said I can't wait to take it online now we're going to give a little demo of the buzz clip both inside and outside and I would suggest if you can to wear earphones to listen to this demo it's a little easier to hear the vibrations if you have headphones on so here we go Right now I'm sitting in my sunroom and I have my bone conduction headphones on so that I can hear everything and not run into things. <laughs> and actually by mounting the microphone next to the buzz clip you'll be able to hear it. So I'm going to turn the buzz clip on. I have it right now in the center um, pretty much between my collarbones on the collar of my shirt. So I'm going to press and hold for just a second till I feel it buzz. <laughs> And uh, I think I've got this mic so that you can hear it. When you turn the buzz clip on, it is going to be set for the two meter range, which is two meters is about seven feet. So um, I set it back to the one meter range, which is about three and a half feet. So it's gonna be looking about that far ahead of me. And I'm just gonna walk straight and we are going to hear it. Now it's starting to buzz buzzing faster there's our triple beep and if I reach out there's my TV set and I'm gonna make a turn whoops okay. <laughs> I have this on my collar of my shirt which is a little bit tighter uh, fitting collar there we go now we have beeps and the beam is reaching about probably mid mid chest to above my head and the dogs are very interested in what I'm doing here so I'm going to walk in 
here to my office. My office door is offset a little bit, so we hear it buzzing. There it is. There's my door. I reach out when I hear, feel that triple buzz. I'm gonna come in here, grab a jacket, because it's quite cold outside. So you're gonna hear some buzzing as I put on my jacket here. And now we're gonna walk back out and down the hall. There we go, let's hear the doorway now. Right across from me, my doors are a little bit offset, is a wall. Okay, there we go. Now, I'm just gonna walk down my hallway here. And my <laughs> dogs are very excited about whatever it is we're doing here. Walking toward my door, there's a buzz. There's that triple buzz, I reach out, there's my door. Now, I'm just gonna close this. We're out in my sunroom now, and I'm going to walk. You can tell the dogs are having fun. I'm gonna walk toward my back door. There's, hear that, reach out. Okay, now I'm going to, nope, nope, dogs don't need to go outside. We're gonna sneak outside here. And now I'm gonna set this for two meter range. We hold in the button on the left of the unit. To start it, you're going to hold down the button on the right side of the unit as you're wearing it. So now I have it at two meter range. That two buzzes means two meters. I'm just gonna walk forward a little bit here on my patio. And now I'm gonna make a turn. Oh, I'm getting buzzing. And I reach out and there's my magnolia tree. Look at that, okay. So now I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna walk a little bit more. Walk out into the actual yard. I have, okay, here we're getting something. Keep walking. And I reach out at that triple buzz and there is my dogwood tree. Now I'm gonna sidestep that and we're gonna come over here to the fence. I have an aluminum fence, so let's see if it picks it up. I'm walking slowly. Okay, here we go, we're picking up something. There it is, there's the aluminum fence. Now, I'm gonna walk back in a little bit faster. You can tell I'm walking a little bit faster because I know there's nothing in my way right now. And I'm gonna head over here, keep walking, keep walking, and there's our buzz, and And there is my door to come back inside. So, come back in here. So now I have this little device here, the buzz clip, and this is a, oh, it's, the, it's going to go in line mode now. So, okay, I'm in front of you. Yeah, so you're in front of me in line. We're listening to it. It's beeping, okay, beeping. All right, it's stopped, okay. All right, line's moving up. So I'm gonna move forward? Yep. Oh, and there it's buzzing. So now I can yeah, move. I can move forward. Okay. And it's, and it's still. Well, it'll give you a triple buzz. Okay. Okay. Let me move forward again. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, let's move. Find me. There he is. 
look, it gives me a triple yeah, buzz. And I can me, reach. You I you. did not crash into you. You touched me. <laughs> I did touch you. I meant to touch you. No, actually. Well, you supposed to, you, you well, can't do that in public. You can't do that in public. But no, but did, I would when, know. Did, did the machine tell you well yes. enough not to crash into me? Yes, it did. Say I'm at a party and I'm just talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And I walk up to you. And here I am. I'm within this space. And I'm here talking to you and it stops buzzing because it'll just buzz, buzz, buzz. Now, when you move, it starts buzzing again. And I, oh, Kent left. Okay, I'm talking to air. And that's exactly what it's supposed to do. If you would like more information about the buzz clip, you can get that from the website of Immersive Technologies, which is immersive, I-M-E-R-C-I-V, Dot com. There's no E on the end of that. So that's www.imerciv.com. Hi, everyone. I have an addendum to the buzz clip demo and review. And this addendum involves taking the buzz clip Black Friday shopping. I know, I know, but I had to. So I decided to test the features of the buzz clip in crowded stores. And the particular feature that I wanted to test was the sleep feature for waiting on lines. Now, I'll tell you the good things first, and then the thing that might need a little tweaking. So the good things are that when going Black Friday shopping with my sister and my cousins, the buzz clip helped me avoid being skewered in the cheek by a clothes rack. Honestly, I don't know what prompts stores to do this, but there were a few clothes racks sticking out, and I actually had the buzz clip mounted um, kind of to the right of my collar instead of in the center between my collarbones. I had it more over to the right because I was trying to protect myself from things on the right side that my poor dog, who was trying to keep us from getting run over on the left, <laughs> was trying to protect us from. So um, that actually, I found that a couple times. Once I got used to the vibrations, again, this is something you have to wear this device for a little bit to be able to really tune into those haptics. And it's similar to the Apple Watch. I'm sure if you wore it all the time and you were really used to the haptics, you could really read it quickly and it would really trigger you to move or to do whatever you needed to do. And that actually worked pretty well. I got fairly used to, oh, okay, things are closer. Ah, oh, good, things are far away. We're in a clearer spot um, because honestly, <laughs> My goodness, some of the stuff that is around on Black Friday and a couple places actually used um, tape to, you know, like uh, construction tape to actually rope off places so that they wanted you to funnel through the store a certain way. Well, we came up on these tapes a couple times and I was actually able to, I, I detected it at the split second that I actually kind of found it with my hand, but you know, had I really been paying attention and knew what I was looking for, it would have been, you know, a lot more obvious. So it's something that takes a little bit of practice. But if you are in practice of using it, it can be really handy to move around a, a really crowded area like that. Now, as far as waiting in line, we did have one really long line wait uh, in a store was about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was typical Black Friday. And the line snaked all around the store. And I kind of tucked in behind my cousin and my sister. And there were things on either side of us. So we were moving around to look at the things on either side. We were turning to talk to the people behind us and in front of us and all of that. So the 10 centimeter range 
that this um, sleep mode is set for. So the person in front of you, if they move 10 centimeters or more away from you, uh, it will turn back on. That maybe needs to be increased a little bit for the line feature or maybe a variable that you could set um, to have that happen because that was a little too too close. I mean, it was rare that we stood still, especially after 45 minutes. You know, you're moving around and, and playing with your phone and doing whatever, you know, besides moving up in the line. And the line moved, you know, reasonably quickly, but I, it would just shut off and we'd be really still. And then maybe I would turn to look at something to the side or somebody would say something and I would turn the other way. And so I would move away from, you know, the person in front of me. Um, so a really long kind of line like that, it wasn't all that helpful. Now, I could see it in a faster moving line that it might be really helpful. The one place that it was actually incredibly helpful was when I was checking out and I was standing talking to the cashier and all of a sudden, nothing, you know, uh, and it was buzz, 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 and then nothing. Oh, okay, good. She's standing still. And then buzz, 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 buzz. And that meant that she had turned away from me or something and she wasn't where I thought she was. So I kind of moved my body just really kind of subtly to kind of scan and see where she was. And it turned out that she had just turned sideways to go over to the cash register. But, you know, I thought, oh, this is great. I can tell when she's moved away. Okay, that's cool. And again, this is not something that happens like right away and is super obvious. It's one of those things that um, you really have to get used to and put some time into playing with. I would still like to play with the buzz clip on a train platform and places like that to see if, like the mini guide, it can help alert you to when, say, a train is coming in or a bus is pulling up on a, on a really noisy street with wind or rain and things like that. When sometimes you have trouble hearing, especially if it's one of the new um, diesel buses or, I'm sorry, the quiet buses. I guess they're not diesel, but they are quite quiet. Or to hear, say, a quiet Uber car pull up in your driveway or up to the curb where you are. So there are a couple things that I'd still like to test it with, but I think overall I'm very pleased with the device. I think it's got a lot of interesting uses, and I think with the right amount of practice and the right use case, this could be a really, really handy device for people. So again, as with any of these new devices, we're in the infancy of this technology. So I know it might not work for everybody, but it certainly can work for a lot of people. So give it a try. Again, the website is www.immersive.com, and that's I-M-E-R-C-I-V.com. This is Janine with The Buzz Clip. Greetings, everybody. I'm walking to my exercise room, and I have a reason to go there to show you what I hope will be a little demonstration. So I'm going to open the exercise room door. And I am going to attempt to plug my Equidot into an anchor battery pack. So, the anchor pack that I have is a battery pack that will supposedly run the iPhone anywhere between six and nine charges. So in other words, I can charge it 
between six and nine times. iPads and other devices vary. It has a couple of USB ports and it can charge like a Victor Stream and an iPhone at the same time or an iPad. Pretty neat little device. Well, it's not so little, it's kind of big. Uh, it's kind of like a big slab of metal uh, and plastic, but that's okay. It's uh, plenty large, but it uh, works quite well. Now, just for realism's sake, I'm stepping up onto the treadmill. I'm going to set the iPhone on top of the treadmill. All right, now in my hands, I have the Echo Dot. The Echo Dot, what I assume has for an input for AC is a cable that is a micro USB that terminates into a regular USB. And as I had mentioned, or I think maybe Jason mentioned, it terminates into a USB plug that plugs directly into a power cable. And that power cable um, has a USB plug. And then at the end of that, the prongs of the plug plug into AC. It's just a normal USB adapter that you can charge things. All right. Now, I don't want to lose the dot. So I'm going to set the dot on top of the treadmill. And I'm going to take out the anchor battery pack. And I'm simply going to plug in to the battery pack with one of three ports that are on the battery pack itself. I'm going to plug in the battery pack into the Echo Dot now. And we will see if it's able to run the dot. Plugging it in now. Okay, now we're going to run this in real time. No editing. And we're waiting for it to hopefully run off this battery pack. We're still waiting. Hello. As you can tell, we're totally portable. How cool is this? So let's see how she takes instructions. Alexa, play some acoustic blues Here's a station for acoustic blues music. Acoustic blues. Let's raise the level of volume here. So if I wanted to, I could plug in a pair of headphones and Listen to music that way or audiobooks from Audible or whatever I choose. Don't call my dog. 
Alexa, stop. Alexa, what time is it? It's 2.36 p.m. Well, there we go. A portable Echo device. The Dot, running on portable off of an Anchor battery pack. This is Randy Rusnak reporting for Main Menu. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Janine Stanley yet again with another recognition app. I know, I know. We've had a lot of these. We've had AI Polly in its famous demonstration here on Main Menu. We've also had Third Eye, and there are probably a few more of these out there. But this particular app is rather interesting, and it just came to my attention, although Randy from our Main Menu team has been testing it for a few weeks. The app is called Identify, and that's spelled lowercase i, capital D, E, N, T, I, F, I. So if you look it up in the App Store, and it is only an iOS app at this point, you will uh, write it that particular way. Lowercase i, capital D, E, N, T, I, F, I. And this is a recognition app to recognize objects and to read text. And it is created by a high school student in Canada. And the motivation of the student was visiting a relative back in India who worked in an eye institute and he could see the struggles that the visually impaired people had there and he said I'm learning to code I'd like to take it take a try at this the app is quite interesting we're going to show it to you it is currently free and as with any of these apps this is not going to be the total solution it is certainly not a tap tap C or a KNFB reader or anything like that however if you need a quick and easy solution to figuring something out and maybe the other apps aren't doing it or for some reason whatever that reason may be um, it's just not working or you actually uh, can't afford although tap tap C is free now um, maybe you can't afford KNFB reader or you just want to play around with another app to see what it's like. This is certainly a reasonable alternative. So we'll go ahead and bring this up on the phone. I am using an iPhone 6S and it is running a beta of iOS 10.2 at the time that we are recording this. However, I have tried this on another iPhone 6S uh, running the standard version of iOS 10.1.1 and it works exactly the same way. So I'm going to bring this app up by going into handwriting mode here. Handwriting. Lowercase. Life I. Five apps. iBooks. D. One app. Identify. Settings. Now when we bring up the screen we have a uh, all of four buttons on the screen and I'm going to go ahead and explore from the upper left corner swiping settings there's our settings instructions button select photo button take photo button take photo button and that's it now watch what happens when we double tap on instructions instructions button Tap the bottom right corner of the screen to take a photo in the same way as you would with a standard camera app. You can also tap the bottom right corner to select a photo from your library. Tap the top left corner for settings and the top right for instructions. And so as you see, this is a self-voicing app. And as usual, the self-voicing part is really loud and using a lower quality voice. But And there doesn't seem to be any way to, to change that voice. 
So the way that this app works is to go ahead, we're going to first take a picture of something. And I have here on the table a little bottle from my Black Friday shopping spree. It's a bottle of lotion, and I'm going to lay it down here on the table so that the one end with what I think is the logo is facing toward the ceiling. And I'm going to go ahead and position my camera. And remember, when you position the camera, the camera is in the upper right corner of your phone on the back of your phone. So you want to position that upper right corner in the middle of the thing that you're looking at. I'm holding the phone with my left hand, thumb on top, four fingers underneath to stabilize it. I've raised it up maybe about three inches from what I'm looking at. Take and photo button. Now I'm going to double tap on take photo. Take photo, flash, automatic. And what this- Switch between flash modes. There we go. What this app does is bring up your camera app and it will ask permission to do that the first time you go in. So now you're in your camera app and I'm just going to- Take picture. Take button. picture, double tap. Image. Okay, now once that comes up, I'm just gonna swipe. Retake, button. Use photo, button. Use photo, button. And we're going to use photo. Loading. Use photo. Settings. Okay, now we're going to wait. And this takes uh, anywhere from 10 to 14 seconds. So this is quite a while. And I am gonna say we are gonna edit a few seconds out of this so that, you know, you won't be bored to tears. That is pink body lotion on top of white wooden table. Oh, pink body lotion, huh? Ooh. Why is it that when you test something, it tells you exactly what it is, but when it's time to record, no, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, here we have this particular body uh, bottle of uh, body lotion. And I'm just going to move it a little bit here and see if I can. I think I was in my own light there. So I'm going to try this one more time because I actually got a really exact reading. I'm going to lift it up a little bit higher and take photo. Try it button. again. Camera flash automatic. Take picture button. Retake button. Use photo button. Loading. Use photo. Settings. Okay. And we're just going to wait here. And as I said, it takes anywhere from 10 to 14 seconds. And that may be edited during this particular demo, just so that you won't. That is body lotion on table. <laughs> All righty. Well, it is actually winter candy apple from Bath and Body Works. Okay. So now let's take a look at the settings and see how we might be able to change the scan of this particular item. Settings. 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 Heading. Done. Button. Language. English. Canada slash United States. Button. Now, here you can obviously set the language of the app. I believe it goes to the default language on your phone uh, for your initial setup. I don't know how many other languages this app comes in. So if you do speak another language or want this to use another language, you may want to play around with that. Choose a language for all interactions with the app. This includes both reading text and identifying objects. Mode, images, high accuracy, button. Okay, this is our mode. And I'm just swiping to the right with each of these. Choose how detailed an explanation you want for your objects and text. Now, let me go back up here and we'll double tap on mode. Mode, images, high accuracy, mode, if mode, settings, back button, mode, heading, done, button, images, low accuracy. Use this mode if you want a general description of the item in your picture. The average loading time is three seconds. Okay. So that's our low accuracy mode. Selected, images, high accuracy. 
Use this mode if you want a detailed description of the item in your picture. The average loading time is 14 seconds. Text. Use this mode if you want to be read text from your image. Average loading time is 10 seconds. Okay. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and try. Text. Use this. Selected. Use this mode. Images. Low accuracy. Selected. Images. Low accuracy. Let's try our low accuracy mode and see what we get. Selected. Images. Low ac Done. Button. Our done button, as usual, is in the upper right corner. Done. Settings. Okay. And I'm going to position myself again here. And keep in mind this is Take photo. a button. bottle of stuff. So. Take photo. Flash. Automatic. Take picture. Button. Retake. Use photo. Button. Loading. Settings. It is a color. <laughs> okay, so maybe the low accuracy mode is probably not going to be all that helpful. Let's go back to settings and we're going to try text. Settings. 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 Heading. Done. Language. Choose a language mode. Images. Low act mode. In mode. Mode. Done. Select. Use images. Use this mode. Text. Selected. Text. Done. Button. Done. Okay. Settings. And we will just ourselves up here. Take photo. Button. Camera. Flash. Automatic. Take picture. Button. Image. Retake. Use photo. Button. Loading. Settings. Now remember this one can take up, up 10 seconds. Calendars folder. Two apps. Oops. Double and tap to open. And it kicked us out of the app, of course. Roger. Roger. All right, let's try app. again. Nearby. Identify. Home. Identify. Identify. Settings. Okay, we're going to try this again. Okay. Take photo. Button. Take photo. Flash. Take picture. Button. Image. Retake. Use photo. Button. Loading. Settings. Bod Bath and B3FLOZ. Aha. So, sort of read the text on the bottle. At one point today, it actually read the entire, almost the entire uh, uh, contents of the bottle, including how many fluid ounces. So, um, it's possible that I'm losing light here. So, that could very well be a thing. Now, we have another button. On the lower right, we have take picture but then we have in the lower left select photo button select photo so i'm gonna go double tap on select this select photo. photos heading this takes you to your camera roll so let's go through my camera roll here cancel button moments button all photos 682 photos button yes i have a lot of photos selfies 12 photos button. oh no let's not do that bursts 40 photos screenshots 30 photos button Oh, let's take a look at some screenshots. Screenshots. And I'm just going to flick down here through some of my screenshots. Scre can't photo portrait March 14th 3:18 p.m. Image. Photo portrait May 3rd 2:55 p.m. Image. Photo portrait May 3rd 2:00 loading. Settings. We are going to edit this just a bit for time purposes. That is, iPhone 6 home screen display. Okay. So, and I'm not sure, I can't remember why I took a screenshot of that. It was probably an accident, but let's try another one, a, a picture of something interesting. Select photo, button. Select photo, photos, bursts, 
40 screenshot my albums heading iPhoto events 20 photos button dragons and how Stanley from you button okay well I know what these dragons are of dragons of how Stanley photos back button so this is a photo album and I think you'll get the picture here quickly of what they dragons are dragons and how cancel like photo landscape November 8th 1209 p.m. image page three of four like photo landscape November 8th 12 11 p.m. image loading settings Okay, and again, edited for time. That is, green leaf plants. And this is a picture from a trip that we took to the Franklin Park Conservatory here in Columbus. And they have some incredibly beautiful plants here. And unfortunately, it's not going to do a super job of identifying them. But it actually did identify a red flower in one picture, yellow flowers in another picture. So it did give me the colors of the flowers, which was pretty cool. I have also uh, taken it to a window and taken a picture of what's outside. And <laughs> in my backyard, I have a little fenced-in area. And it said, tree and park. Well, close. <laughs> not quite, but close. So... Now, let's take a look at how this particular app reads text. So, I'm going to go up here to settings. 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 Heading. change our mode to text mode. Done. Language. Choose a language. Mode. Images. High. Mode. If mode. Images. Low. Use. Select. Use this. Text. Use this. Text. Selected. Text. Okay. Now, I have a business card here. I'm not sure whose card or which side is up, but... I'm going to put it on the table. And again, when you're looking at a business card, you don't have to go very high up, but make sure that camera is in the middle of the card. So here we go. Images, low accuracy. T done. Button. Done. Take photo. Button. Take photo. Flash. Automatic. Take picture. Button. And? Retake. But Use photo. Button. Loading. Settings. calendars folder. Now I have noticed this particular bug with KNFB Reader as well. It will do so many scans and then it will kick you out. Roger. So that could be a beta thing. App switcher. Settings. App identity. Identity. Settings. Okay. So we're all ready to go. Let's try this again. Take photo. Button. Take photo. Flash. Take picture. Button. Email. Retake. Use photo. Button. Loading. And settings calendars folder two apps oh. double tap to open let's try turning the card over this is very interesting okay doc home identity identity settings take photo button take photo flash take picture button retake use photo button loading settings been Jerry K. Division Marketing Office of. Okay, so not terrific OCR, but we see what happens when there is a blank side of the card versus a non-blank side of the card. As a final review of this particular app, I would have to say that it's a really good start and it's impressive for somebody in high school, although I'm, I'm beginning to say that a lot lately and I'm... <laughs> 
I'm getting not less and less impressed, but more and more excited that there are more kids in high school thinking about these kinds of things, because this is a terrific app, and I think it's got a lot of potential, and I hope that the young man who developed this app sticks with it, puts some improvements on it, and keeps working on the AI in this app, because it's actually, for what it's doing, it's quite good. But I think we are so used to amazing apps like TapTapC that um, every other app has to measure up. And sometimes they have their, um, their immaturities, let's just say. And this is certainly a first try, and it's a pretty darn good first try, I would say, for what it actually does. So go ahead and play around with the app. I'm sure that the data that the app developer will collect will be well worth it regarding the AI. I certainly hope that you will not hesitate when a new app like this comes out to give it a try and see what you think because we are in the infancy of this whole field of AI learning to see for us. And I think the more of these kinds of apps and the more of these kinds of situations and use cases that we can all build, the better. For Main Menu, it's Janine Stanley and Identify. Hello, everybody. This is Randy Rusnak speaking. I am going to demonstrate to you something from an Alexa skill. The Echo devices due to Black Friday and Cyber Monday through the Christmas holidays, Thanksgiving, have been sold, I'm sure, by the score. I know I have purchased an Amazon Dot, and I really enjoy it. And so I started playing around with even more skills. Now, skills are a set of triggers, if you will. They tell the Echo devices certain things to do that make the operation of these devices both knowledgeable and fun. A month ago, I thought, I sure wish that the device could speak in other languages. And then I just sort of went, eh, oh, well, you know. Maybe someday. Someday is now here. I was going through the skills, and you can go through skills by going to your cylindrical apps friend. I don't want to say her name. Well, let me just do this. Let me shut off her ear so she can't hear me. And you can do that by hitting one of the buttons on the echo or the tap or the dot. There, now she can't hear me. So you can open up the Alexa app. I've got everything stored in an Amazon folder, so it's pretty easy to find. So I go to the Alexa app. This skill is called Translate. It is a way to get your Echo device to speak another language. So, you know, you can speak Italian, Spanish, Czechoslovakian, all kinds of different languages. And it's cool. It does work. I'm not sure when you'd use it. Maybe if you had a friend over or something, you know, you could, you could, you know, do some short phrases. It'd be kind of fun, and your friend could speak back to you in English. Um, I can see some applications for that. It's just darn fun, you know. So I'm going to turn her ears back on, and I will give you a sample. Alexa, open translator. I'm ready to translate. Ask me how to say something in Croatian, Catalan, and many other languages. Alexa, translate good morning into German. 
The translation of good morning into German is guten Morgen. Uh, we all knew that, didn't we? Alexa, open translate. I'm ready to translate. Ask me how to say something in Kurdish, Serbian, and many other languages. Alexa, how do you say hello main menu into German? The translation of hello main menu into German is hello helped menu. Alexa, translate into Latin. It's getting really cold here in the Midwest. I didn't understand the request. Please be sure to specify a language for me to translate into. What would you like me to translate? Into Latin. Hello, main menu listeners. It's really I getting... I didn't quite catch that. You can ask something like, how do you say it's raining in Italian? What would you like me to translate? It's raining here in the Midwest into Latin. The translation of it's raining here in the Midwest into Latin is Pluidhic Midwest. What would you like me to translate? How are you doing, everybody, into Russian? The translation of are you doing everybody into Russian is Vudilayatif <laughs> sake. Uh, for main menu. <clears throat> this has been Randy Rusnak speaking. Hi, everyone. It's Janine again with another fun little app trick. If you use the very popular app Just Press Record, you may have noticed that there is, in the last several versions, a new transcription feature. Well, here is something fun and handy that you can do with the new transcription feature. So I've got Just Press Record open here. And, uh, Settings. Button. So I'm going to move up here to my record button, although you can do a single finger double tap anywhere in the app. Record. Button. There we go. And I'm going to go ahead and double tap, and we'll record a short appointment that I have. Record. Record a main menu show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Play. Button. Okay. We're going to go ahead and play that. Record a main menu show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Now, we don't actually have to play that to hear the transcription. So I'm going to do a single finger left swipe. Zero, six, zero, zero percent. Adjustable, transcript view, button. Transcript view. Now I was just swiping to the left with a single finger. I can double tap on transcript view. Transcript for the main menu show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Okay. Recorded November 30th, 2016, 5.08 p.m. Now, I just swiped left with a single finger. I'm going to swipe right down into the transcription. Heard a main menu show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Okay, well, not quite there, but I think I caught myself just at the beginning of uh, a word. I started speaking before it was actually recording. So, now, what can I do with this besides, you know, hear it right here? I can. Recorded November 30th, 17.08. Close. Button. Action share. Button. I can share this, and I'll show you a nifty trick that I discovered. Let's say I I was someplace, and I wanted to make myself a note, and I did that. But now I want to put that appointment in, oh, let's say, a calendar app like Fantastical. If anyone is familiar with the Fantastical app, it's a great calendar app for iOS. And I am going to go ahead and double tap on my share sheet. Okay. Cancel. Button. 
Now, this lands you down at the bottom, so you're going to have to swipe left. More. Button. Add to iCloud Drive. Button. Save to Dropbox. Button. Copy. Button. Save to Voice Dream. Button. More. Button. Facebook. Button. Dragable. Twitter. Button. Add to Notes. Button. Dream Mail. Button. Message. Button. Copy. Button. Dr Martian Rover. AirDrop recipient. So there are all the things that we can do. I'm going to go back down here to Copy. Copy. Message. Dream Mail. Add to Notes. Twitter. Facebook. More. Button. Save to Voice Dream. Copy. Button. Dragable. Double tap and hold. Wait for the sound. Then drag to rearrange. Okay, this is going to put this item up on the clipboard, so let's double tap. Record. Button. Okay, and now we're back in our record screen. Alrighty, let me bring up Fantastical. Go to today. Button. New event. Button. Ah, new event. Double tap. Create event. Text field. Is editing. Character mode. Insertion point and start. Now I'm going to... Type a sentence to create a new event. Thank you. I'm going to use my router now to go to edit and paste. Handwriting. Words. Lines. Text selection. Speaking rate. Volume. Pins. Language. Containers. Headings. Typing mode. Edit. Paste. Okay, that's paste. Double tap. Bottom of document. Bottom of document. Add. Button. Create event. Text field. Is editing. Heard a main menu show tomorrow at 3 p.m. Insertion point at end. Heard a main menu show. December 1st, 2016. 3, colon, 0 p.m. to December 1st, 2016. 4, colon, 0 p.m. Alrighty. So I've got that in, and I'm going to go ahead and double tap on add. Create event. P.M. Add. Button. Add. December 2016. Settings. Button. November 2016. Today, November 30th, 2016. Heading. And ta-da! My appointment is in Fantastical. That was as easy as it gets. So you could do whatever you need to do in terms of making notes when you're out and about, etc. Currently, if you have watch, uh, the original Apple Watch, not the uh, Watch 2, but the original Apple Watch running WatchOS 3, this is a bit clunkier to do because VoiceOver puts some artifacts in the actual message, and so it can be a little messy and you need to clean it up before you do something like this, but it can certainly be done. So there's a team up of apps, just press record, and Fantastical. Now you can also, in this latest iteration of iOS, and it must be an iOS thing because I've seen it in a number of apps and uh, different situations, you can actually speak the punctuation. Let's say you're leaving a voicemail, and we've talked about voicemail transcription here on this show, and it's been demoed on some other shows. Um, voicemail transcriptions are simply that, a transcribed copy of your voicemail where uh, the Apple phone system can do that. And when it does, if, you know, you just transcribe the message, it kind of comes out all in one big block of text and looks like your maybe 14-year-old son wrote it um, with no punctuation. However, you can now speak the punctuation. For example, I could say to just press record something like, hello, exclamation point. This is a message, full stop, full stop, full stop, for someone out there, question mark, and it would write it exactly that way using that particular punctuation. So that's a really handy new aspect of using a lot of dictation transcription apps now, and I believe that that is more of a feature of iOS 
10 in its latest iteration versus the apps itself, although they have hooked into it and, and become able to take advantage of it. So hope you all appreciate that little iOS tip. Hello, everyone. I have no time for the usual outro, so I want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks.